Hey, welcome to this episode of Forgiving the Girl Inside a Matter of the Heart. Today we have the beautiful Cassie Hensel with us. She is an empowerment coach for moms and the founder of the Vibrant Life Society. Her mission and passion is to help moms turn their could be better days into, I can't believe I get to do this. And I love, I get to do this. I have transformed my language in my program, Divine Heart Alignment. Mindset is the crux of all that we do. It's a matter of the heart. And it begins with captivating our thoughts. And when we get to do something, when we choose to do something, that's a whole lot different than saying I have to. So if you're mindful of what you're thinking, think about what you're thinking. And how awesome is that I get to do this. So welcome, Cassie. Thank you so much for being here. Excited to hear your journey of forgiveness and in this vision, this vibrant life that you have, this unapologetic, vibrant life. So important for our audience, our young moms, older moms, moms with young kids. Moms <laughs> tend to put themselves on the back burner. I know. I didn't even know what me time until my youngest was 14 and he's 23 now. So lots <laughs> of years I could have used this. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Um, and, and talk to your audience. Um, yeah, it's, it's been a journey for me and I, I love helping other women get to this place where they can say, I get to do this. You know, I think so much of motherhood and just life in general, like you said, is our mindset and making sure that we're speaking to ourselves in a nice way. We're, we're looking at the positive, um, and being aware of actually what our internal narratives are. Yeah, it is so important and as moms, especially with young kids who they take all of their attention, it's exhausting, exhausting to think about, uh, okay, I do all these things, I gotta do my checklist, me time. Who has time for me time? <laughs> so what was life like for you before you shifted into realizing that you have to do things versus you get to do things? Right. Um, yeah, so I um kind of started this shift in coordination with my motherhood journey. Um, before I guess I started creating this vibrant life, I was ticking off the shoulds. You know, I spent the first large chunk of my life doing the things that I thought I, I should do to create a life that aligned with the plan I had in my brain, right? It was like, okay, you go to school, you get married, you get the house, you get the job, all those things. Um, and I couldn't figure out why I wasn't happy <laughs> and why I felt so unfulfilled. Um, and along with those shoulds, I mean, it was also a, a personal desire, but um, I was pregnant. And um, in that period, um, my marriage fell apart. So I stepped into motherhood unexpectedly single and um, new mom, single mom, and trying to figure out what now, you know? Um, and so really it set me off on this path of rethinking everything that I had held on to, everything that had guided me so far, and also trying to figure out how to take care of this tiny human that was at this point, five, five weeks old, you know, it was like, okay, I have this tiny human. That's my responsibility. How do I take care of her? But then how do I also be really kind to myself in this season of grief and, and trauma and, um, and, 
and create a life that is going to be good for both of us. Um, and so that's really what, what kicked it all off for me. <laughs> uh, that's got to be really difficult and challenging to be able to, you know, all of a sudden you're a single parent and you're trying to take care of your child, take care of yourself, take care of a home to get income and all of that. So yeah. what did you, um, what did you find the most challenging when you started that journey? I think for me it was just this idea of um, like, it, it just hit me one day, one day it was like, okay, so you've been living life based on shoulds. This got you to where you, you know, this didn't get you to where you thought it was going to be. So how do we move forward? Um, and a lot of that was sifting through what happened, um, finding really good help, really good community, and finally admitting that I needed help and letting people step in and help me to say, I'm overwhelmed and let that be okay. Um, and I think as mothers, we really, really struggle with that um, to say, I need help. And then also to say, it's okay for me to have needs. Um, I know, you know, in, in my own coaching practice, I've worked with a lot of women who, um, have come from marriages similar to mine where it wasn't okay to have needs. Um, so shifting that to saying, yes, I love, I love being a mother, but it's okay for me to want to be more than that. If that makes sense. (laughs) Oh yeah, absolutely. And you were, when you, felt overwhelmed. Did you, were you scared to tell anybody? Did you feel like you had to be the super, the wonder woman, the super mom? Um, I definitely went through a season of that, but, um, at the time it was almost kind of a blessing in disguise, but like my entire life had blown up. And so it was like, this is not a surprise to anybody. (laughs) Overwhelmed. Like it was very out there that I was a hot mess at the moment. Because not only was my marriage falling apart, I was a new mom, but I used to travel for work. So now I was switching jobs. I was selling the brand new house that I had just built with my husband. Like there was no part of my life that wasn't a mess. <laughs> and so wow. um, it was just a lot. And so um, from that, though, what it did, I think I'm such a stubborn person that God was like, listen, you haven't been listening. Let's just blow everything up to get your attention. And for you to say, you know, to step back and really realize and take a good look at what's going on and step into this new journey that I have for you, this new path um, that I couldn't see then, but is so much better than the path that I was on. So you went through a lot of life changes all at once. (laughs) (laughs) I did. I did. (laughs) Yeah. It's career change, you know, uh, going from married to single, having to sell your house, caring for a child. That is a lot. Most women would just kind of play the victim role. What made you step out of that? Um, I think for me, it was having a good support system around me. I am a big proponent of seeking professional help. So immediately it was like, okay, I need to find a therapist. I'm working with a life coach. It was this season of radical to me, self-care, but really now I know it's just normal, great (laughs) self-care. But that led me to kind of reevaluate 
where I was and and where I wanted to go. Um, And so having a very clear vision of the life that I wanted for myself and for my daughter, it was like, it's okay to be hard in this season. um, But this is not where I want to stay. And so when I felt like my back was against the wall, it was like, okay, the only place to go from here is up. And I don't want to wait for that. So what can I do to move myself forward? Um, And so I started to dig into podcasts like yours and books and coaching and really learning about how do I take care of me? How do I grow? And and, um, it was really a season of of self-discovery and self-growth. Like, um, you know, a lot of people experience after trauma, there's the post-traumatic growth that can happen as well. Um, and so that was, that was that journey. But along with that came a need for forgiveness. And I think a lot of women that experience divorce, like I do, um, like I did, have to go through this as well. We have to look at the choices we made and we have to, um, you know, forgive ourselves for that. And for me, I feel like it was very um, tangled, I guess, in a way, because it was like, you know, I, my divorce coincided with my daughter being born. So right out of the gate, I felt like I had failed her as a mom. because I was like, your family fell apart. I did the right things. Right. So there was a lot of anger. (laughs) There was a lot of confusion. Um, And then there was a lot of guilt. And so taking some time to analyze that. And I had to learn to really only accept what was mine to control or really only own what was mine. Um, And so I did that through holding up a really harsh light, my past, um, and being like, was this truth? Was this not truth? Um, It led to rewriting a lot of the narratives that I had in my head. Um, You know, I'd been with my partner for 10 years. And as I continued to heal, I realized a lot of the narratives that I had were untrue about myself. And they came from somebody who didn't have my best interest at heart. Um, And so, you know, the more I, I dug into that and looked at what is truth, the more empathy I could have for the girl that at 19 chose this person or the decisions I made as a girl of 24 and the the decisions I made as a girl, as a girl at 28 or a woman of 28, you know? Um, And so the more I led with empathy and love for myself, the more my life opened up and the more joy I could see in the current day, even though my life was a mess, it was like, but I could still find the good because I was understanding what brought me here. Um, and the more I loved myself, the easier it was to forgive myself in the past, or I guess the more I loved myself today, the easier it was to forgive the girl in the past. If that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. So forgiveness is a very touchy subject and people tend to hear the word forgiveness. And the, I was watching a movie the other day and, uh, you know, I was actually watching Ghost, the series Ghost, um, last week. And um, the character, the main character, um, husband's sister came to visit. 
and is about catfishing. And I don't understand that term, but I'm just going to repeat what I heard. And she's like, I'll never forgive you. And she's going to leave. And I'm like, that phrase caught my attention. I'll never forgive you. And those are really strong words. It's a strong commitment of not forgiving. And I'm like, wait a minute here. (laughs) The writers of the show, do you know what this character just said and put out there? Never going to forgive you. Like you hurt me so bad. You violated my trust and you didn't even care about or take into consideration my feelings. Right. So when I think, when I hear the word forgiveness and people talking about forgiving yours truly, forgiving ourselves for past mistakes. What does that mean to you? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, And I think a lot of times we do think of forgiveness as forgiving someone else, right? I know in in my situation, right after the divorce and um, for a while, it was like, well, are you going to forgive him? Are you going to forgive him? You need to forgive him. You need to forgive him to open it up for yourself. And I was not in a place to hear that, right? It was like, no, no, (laughs) he doesn't deserve it, whatever. Um, But the more I focused on forgiving myself, it really meant lightening my own load. It meant looking back at that that girl um, who I was in the past and just loving on her and understanding her the way that I wished other people had done for me. Um, And so helping that, that past girl feel seen. I did a type of therapy called EMDR, which is where you kind of go back and look at that. And that really was helpful to me. Um, and then in, in the present day, you know, the more I forgave myself, the more it opened up freedom. So that's really what it means to me. When I hear, I'm never going to forgive you. To me, that just sounds heavy. It's like, wow, you're committing to so holding on to that that heaviness for a long time, girl. I don't know if you need to drag that around with you. <laughs> so yeah, and the um, just so to, to explain to our audience, can you tell us more about the EMDR? What does it stand for? I'm not actually sure what it stands for, and I did it with little clicker things um, with my therapist. Um, do you know what it, I can't? I'm like drawing a blank right now. What it stands for? So, I, I Googled it. I've heard of it, but I wasn't 100% sure about it. So it's eye movement, desensitization, and reprocessing therapy. Is that what you did? Yes. Okay. Yes. So it's when they look in your eye, right? And they did, they, is that what nope. they do? So, so what you do is you, you lay there and you have to, so I laid on the couch and you have to make sure nothing's crossed. And basically what it's doing is helping you relive traumatic experiences but taking the emotion out of it. So like desensitizing it. Um, So it's like afterwards you can think of, you can approach the trigger, um, but it's not going to set you off like it would before. So you, you relive it, you examine it, you, um, you know, you feel it in a safe space. And what it does is you're holding these little clicker things that are buzzing and it's helping your brain, the two sides of your brain, like connect it and kind of put it to rest, whatever the situation was. It's, I'm probably didn't explain that very well. Talk to a trained therapist. They will explain it a lot better, but, um, I was shocked at how, uh, how helpful it was just for those traumatic experiences. 
So, well, there's so many wonderful new tools out there. I'm a certified aroma freedom practitioner. Um, and okay. I, use, I incorporate CBT in, into my coaching program, Divine Heart Alignment, and it's really powerful. It uses Young Living essential oils. You can use a different scent. You can do it without the scent, but the scent just hits um, the olfactory system so much faster to to get that. Yeah, image from that memory. And like you said, it doesn't, it doesn't, you don't relive it. It just brings it about so that you can grieve it, process it, heal from it. Because when we can get deep down into the root cause of what's keeping us from our joy, you know, ultimately Jesus is the bridge to joy. You know, but forgiveness, you know, for me, it started with gratitude and just understanding. I mean, I believed all the lies that I was a horrible person and I was doomed internal punishment and all of these religious expectations that I had believed formed my opinions and my thoughts. And when I could captivate my thoughts, understand the truth and really look at the words and the meaning of the words, I was able to have a different perspective and that perspective helped shape me. But it was the healing journey. I mean, it, it, just think about how long it takes you to get into that position where, you know, you spend so much time beating yourself up and, and self-abusing and turning to unhealthy coping mechanisms because you don't feel like you're good enough and recognizing that we're not victims, you know, staying stuck, isn't going to make us stronger. It's going to keep us weak, you know, and that's exactly where Satan wants us, right? Because when we're doing the Lord's work, we, when we move forward, we're going to move mountains. And of course, Satan doesn't want that to happen because that's going to ruin his plans. Right. But when we can say yes to God and just move forward and heal and understand that we are made for this goodness and for this exact mission, this thing that we're supposed to be doing, it does bring this unspeakable joy. And I love how you use the word vibrant because that's just so powerful. And just, you know, it, the image of strength and, um, you know, it's just it's an incredible image for me. What, what, tell us a little bit about your program and, and how you help. Yeah. So my program is for moms who are wanting to really feel like themselves again. Um, You know, part of motherhood, you have that season of, of losing yourself and motherhood is precious and it is joyous. It's also hard. Um, And a huge part of my own journey was deciding the type of mom I wanted to be. I think there's a lot of narratives out there about a mom. You know, we see there's the hot mess mom culture. There's the like perfectionist mom culture. There's a lot of messages of who we should be as moms. And so I created this vibrant life society because I saw a need for moms who wanted to just authentically show up in their motherhood to celebrate all that motherhood is, but also celebrate all that we are as a woman because we are still ourselves. Um, and so the Vibrant Life Study is a, an ongoing accountability group for moms who want to create time for themselves, work towards their goals, and do that in a community of women who are on similar paths. It's beautiful. I love that. Yeah. And they'll be able to get a hold of you. We'll put the link in the description and um, anyone watching can connect with Cassie and see if it's Something if you're a young mom that, um, or even a middle-aged mom, <laughs> age matters not. It doesn't really no, matter how old you are. If you're a mom and you're not taking me time and you're looking for that, you know something's missing and you're not quite sure what it is. 
Cassie might be the coach for you. She might be the woman that you need to work with to help you um, get to that next level so that you're not stuck and you're not taking your time and beating yourself up verbally and you can just move on to get that joyful life. Cause when you can pour into yourself, you can pour into others. So thank you so much, Cassie, for sharing your story and um, your, the cool process that you have <laughs> to reach out back into helping other women. And just remember everyone mindset is the crux of all that we do. It's a matter of the heart. Absolutely. Well, thanks so much for having me. It was a joy to be here today and to talk to everyone on your in your audience. Yeah, thank you. And if you, um, again, if you know anyone who can benefit from Cassie's program, please share the video um, with them. Thank you. Oh, stop recording.